This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of Society's Cisnormative and Sexist Standards for Parenting. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jay. My name is CJ, and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cishet people (laughs) think it is we're doing. Oh, but CJ, what's on the by schedule for today? We've got another J in here, but it's also accompanied by an R. Welcome J.R. Blackwell. Hello! (laughs) And then we'll play a game. (laughs) I love games. I love games. Then great news about this show and half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love queers. I love games. I'm I'm here okay, for this. You're in I'm it. ready. You're in mm-hmm. it. You made it. This was an audition. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got through. <laughs> How are you today, JR? I'm doing really well. Um, This morning, my wife and I took our um, child out to a garden and we walked around and we had a really great time. So yeah, I think it's a, it's been a really good, and now I get to see friendly faces. And I happen to know that we are all part of uh, two fan clubs uh, together. One is the Jadzia Axelrod fan club, since she's my wife. Past, yes, past yeah. and, guest, uh, Jadzia And two Axelrod. is the Josh Hitchens fan club, <laughs> <laughs> which we have not discussed. <laughs> but I know we all happen to be card-carrying members. I, I, I feel that after a certain amount of productions that I've worked on with Josh, I've elevated beyond fan club. <laughs> like, and, ma- and maybe this is something I have to check in with him about. <laughs> Friends club. <laughs> Friends club. Friend club. You go from fan club to friend club. Interesting. Can fans? Can friends be? Yeah, friends? I would say they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, it's just the next club yeah, up. Yeah. It's the next club. It's the next level. Yeah. It's like yeah. uh, Eagle Scouts. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 <laughs> We'd have to have him on the show to be like, "Are we your friends too?" Or <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Welcome back, return guest Josh Hitchens. This episode is thirty seconds long, and you need to tell me now that we're friends. <laughs> Now recorded and put out for an audience. Please affirm that we are friends. I have anxiety and I doubt all of my relationships. I need you to tell me that we're friends. He'll write back. He'll be like, I'm friends with two of you, but I'm not going to say Oh my God. <laughs> the anxiety nightmare. Oh no. Oh, dip. Oh, so much stress and it's only been three minutes <sighs> I'm already causing chaos here. <laughs> I'm already causing chaos in your podcast Welcome. it's not the most stable place to begin well, with no no 
not like, oh no, our orderly podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thanks for having me on. It's really nice to be here. Absolutely. Especially since I'm a listener. Yeah. It's lovely to have you. Long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think this might be the first time that we've brought on a guest who is another guest's wife. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. It's like it's like you're 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 completing the set now. Yeah, you have both the salt and pepper shaker. Uh, that's really good because I've gone through a lot of meals without any salt, <laughs> but I only had pepper, so it's been tough. It's complete now. Excellent. So uh, this is wonderful. So tell us a little about you, Jr. So um, I am a writer and photographer and podcaster, and I live here in West Philly with my wife, Jadzia Axarod, and our daughter. And um, I have been out um, about being bisexual since I was about 17 years old. so I, I came, I realized that I was bisexual in high school, but it was, uh, when I was high school, it was the nineties. And I, and I get the sense that this is a, this is a, like a big transition point with, um, with queerness and more okayness to be out. Mm. Um, because in my high school, it was really going through this transition point where, like there was some, there was something called the gay straight Alliance, which is (gasps) so old school now. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But it was secret. The membership was secret. Mm -hmm. It did not meet, um, on school grounds. Um, and, uh, it wasn't until I was in college where I really felt safe to come out of the closet. And being bisexual means that like I come out of the closet. Um, I would say, at least once a year, if not more, yeah. <laughs> because, people, mm-hmm. <laughs> because people forget. <laughs> and um, less, so, less so now that I'm in like a very visibly queer relationship. Um, but it, yeah, it, it used to be like a lot, a lot more. And um, so... Yeah, and and now I have um I'm a photographer. I do a lot of photo shoots, particularly like wild fantasy photo shoots in Philly, and um I'm a writer and a game designer and I have a podcast called D&D Dads where two dads answer your questions about role-playing games <laughs> and I'm one of the dads. <laughs> yeah. <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Because we define a dad as being outside gender. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, a dad is a concept. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like dad jokes. Like people say, oh, I made a dad mm-hmm. joke or I'm full mm-hmm. of dad jokes or right. like, oh, are you my dad? Like I think, I think, and a lot of people have a different idea on what a dad is. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things we like to do when we have guests on our podcasts is we ask them what their big dad energy for the week is. <laughs> and, um, and, so, and people have like a different, we don't necessarily define that for them mm-hmm. um, unless they ask or have ideas. It's like, what did you do that you felt like particularly dad-like recently? And sometimes that's terrible jokes. <laughs> and sometimes that's like a way that you 
cared for someone. And so there's a lot of instances where that's grilling food. But <laughs> whatever you think your dad is. I think um, the only physical qualifier for being a dad should be how loud you sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. isn't to say that there aren't dads out there with small sneezes, but... If mm-hmm. you sneeze very loud, I'm sorry, you have, you have at least a little bit of dad energy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, so now I'm trying to think to like what my, like how I would answer yeah. that question. Like what, what dad energy have I brought to the table this week? And mm-hmm. I did this past week just uh, adopt a cat with my partner and Aww. I've already done the thing where the cat is like meowing at me in the kitchen around dinner time, and I'm like, I just fed you this morning, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is some powerful dad energy. Yep. Jay, do you, do you have a dad energy for this? Uh, I mean, I do tell pretty terrible jokes constantly. Powerful. Mm. That's an energy Important. they always bring. <laughs> Constant puns <laughs> that I then have to apologize for. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. This is very good. See, we can all be a little dad. And we don't, like, you don't have to have, like, a child to be a dad. I think, like, sometimes people are dads at work. Sometimes someone in your life just needs some dadding at that yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bring, you can bring mom energy to it, too. Like, I feel like, know, especially in the queer doing? community, it's very easy to end up in, a, like, a maternal or paternal situation mm-hmm. without... Oh, yeah literally having children yep i'm it's I'm true. several people's parents <laughs> <laughs> and, and specifically i'm some people's mother and i'm some people's father and i'm some people's mm-hmm. parents but i am a paternal figure <laughs> see on the flip side i feel like i'm everybody's baby <laughs> i need to be taken care of and mo- most queer people key into that and are like oh no i guess i have i guess i'm responsible for this now <laughs> <laughs> i guess this is up to me <laughs> so i i think i think like i'm creeping up on 40 so i'm coming to this point in my life where people are are starting to see me much more as a mentor mm-hmm. so i'm making that like shift from being like a person who was getting mentored to a person who is a mentor. Mm. And the weird thing about that is that like, I'm profoundly aware of so much that I don't know, but then I'll meet somebody else who is perhaps like maybe younger or maybe just less experienced in whatever we're doing. And, um, and they're like, Oh, hi, I've just decided to make this a really bad mistake. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <have to> something. <laughs> um and so and so I really and then they'll say oh you know thanks for warning me about that thing or this guy or that situation or that terrible company um and uh and then I realized that I've made this like someone recently called me a mentor like oh I'm so glad to have a mentor like you and I'm like oh because like somewhere in my brain like I'm still like you know I would say 26 <laughs> and I'm like but I need a mentor where's my mentor <laughs> see I like even, even at the ripe young age I am quote 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 um <laughs> I that, like sometimes people will be like oh like put me in a mentorship position mm. and mm-hmm. I'm always like what the fuck are you doing? Like, do you know who you're talking about? It's me. There's no way in Christendom. So it is refreshing to hear that I am still going to feel this exact way. Uh, 
in like a decade or so. Yeah. That's uh, really good to know, and I'll think about that tonight. <laughs> It's true, but I think, you know, mentorship is also something that if you're in that role right now, it's like with practice, you start to get like really good at it. And, and I think that you are going to be able to see when you're, when you're about to hit 40, you're going to be able to see like, somebody will be like, is this a pitfall? Is this a red flag? Is this a giant red flag? From a, or is it orange? And you'll be like, honey, that's red. And <laughs> no one can see my amazing mime work right now, but like, <laughs> just imagine me waving an imaginary flag. And yes. I'm like, you'll be able to really like easily identify those things and also be able to see a person where they are in their life and be like, here's the language that's going to work for this person mm. right now. Mm at the place I remember I was to tell them this information in a way that they won't reject it or like hate me for saying it yeah. and mm. they'll be able to hear what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's easy enough to hear somebody talking about just being such an amazing, like feeling like a big ally to the trans community. It's easy enough to just say, no, you're trans. <laughs> I can smell it on you. <laughs> but you oh, can't just say that. Oh, it's, you got to walk you, them there. <laughs> You can't, can you? Not, you can't. Not every Ooh. ally is a trans person. There's just a very particular brand, a very strong ally that it's just, I'm so excited to meet you again in a couple of years. <laughs> okay, but CJ, how many passive aggressive comics about actually being trans did you send me before I realized I was trans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't, I can't even fathom a number. It was so many. <laughs> Because oh, I was at, I was right at the tail end of my journey, so I was like, "No, I've seen this. It was a year mm -hmm. ago." Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, mm hmm. So we've talked about being a metaphorical parent, but you yes. are a literal parent. I am a literal, actual parent, and um, it's it's lots of fun. I love being a parent. I I think uh, not everybody. I'm one of those parents that doesn't think that everyone should have kids. Mm -hmm. um, and this is like a, a strong <laughs> belief that I have. I think often if people are on the fence about that, a fence about having children, should I, shouldn't I? Mm -hmm. I often push them towards no, because I think that parenthood, much like marriage, you should be running down the aisle to get to that person. And I think parenthood is the same way. It should be something that's like, really strongly desired because you're bringing another person into the world and your life and it's a huge responsibility so it should be a really wanted responsibility something that you're you feel strongly about and um that you really 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 want um so I often when people are saying like um that parents they know are pressuring them to have kids, uh, I always feel like, that's terrible. Don't. No. Tell people not to. And I, one of the great things about telling people, oh, you shouldn't, is that if they really want to, inside their heart, they'll start to be like, how dare you? <laughs> I should. And it's like, there's your feeling. Like, you can, ident so you can identify that inside oh, you. Smart. And so many people have kids because they think they mm. should. Like, and they're just like, that's the natural progression of things, right? I just should, I guess. 
and that's terrible. I don't know if that happens as much in the queer community because um, I'm a part of this group called um, Philadelphia Family Pride, oh, yeah. uh, which if anyone listening is a queer parent in Philly, you should join that group because they do lots of activities. A lot of stuff is free and it's a support group for queer parents who are in the area, not just in Philly, but like in the burbs. And um, it's a great group. But, you know, one of the things that people talk about uh, when there's meetups is um, how how did this child come into your life? Like, where did you get them? Where did you find them? How were they made? Because, you know, unlike uh, cishet couples, it's not always obvious. And in fact, like my wife and I are in a minority in that, like, we conceived our child via sex. Like, right. <laughs> like, so people are like, oh, when did you get her? And I'm like, she came out of my body. <laughs> when and did you get like, her? About nine months later. <laughs> about nine months later. I grew her. You might have heard this before. I grew in my body. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting place to be and to be with, with people for whom many of whom parenthood was like very intentional, very chosen, very, very planned, um, and very, very much wanted. And I think, I think that's important to like enjoying having a child is to want it. Mm. I feel like for some reason this is very obvious. And yet I often feel like I'm saying something that's, um, quite fringe when I say this, like, like it's not the typical thing but yeah it's obvious once it is said but nope but (laughs) but gosh it's so normalized that it's what people do that it's not until you say it that it's like oh yeah (laughs) yeah and and it's like there's a difference like i feel like people might perceive it as like oh if you like jr saying that if you have literally any doubts about being a parent then you shouldn't be a parent and it's right no, people have doubts that is very normal yeah. and common. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> people totally. have anxieties and fears and doubts. This is a thing. Yeah. But that's different from, do you want this as a part of your life? When you're making yes. your pros and cons yes. list, if one of your only pros is, my mom wants a grandkid, that's a bad reason. <laughs> yes, it's a bad reason. <laughs> Tell her to go get a grandkid somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's lots of children who would love a grandparent. Um, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Go on TikTok yeah. and I, make TikToks, and then everyone will call you their TikTok grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's hard. I think having having a child, particularly in, like, our culture, is difficult. Like, it's, it's challenging. People, um, children, society is not built for children. Mm. Society. Our society is not friendly to parents. Mm-hmm. Um, we sort of philosophically laud parents. So there's a lot of pressure to become a parent. And I don't want to like downplay that. There is a ton of pressure to become a parent and people saying it's what you have to do. But that's very different from people like supporting parents and children. Like our schools are like segregated via class and race. Our like parents aren't 
like it's really hard to financially make it work to <laughs> raise a child. Like all that stuff is hard and our society isn't, isn't friendly to parents. And I don't think it's, and, and uh, even more so it's not particularly friendly to queer parents. So mm-hmm. that, that, that's quite a thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's difficult. And, um, but all of the parts for me, at least that's difficult about being a child don't have to deal with my child. They have to deal with everything surrounding it. Right. So like, she's like the bright, like golden nugget at the center <laughs> of, uh, of like some really big challenges. I, I was going to ask if you don't mind elaborating on like the specific challenges of queer parenting. Yeah. I think one of the things is that people, um, there is with cishet parents often, uh, a, a, a real division of roles. So I think really also being both women, right? So, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty well documented in the workplace that like men who have children actually get like financial advantages, um, to having children where people say, Oh, you know, you're a father. So like, you need more X, Y, Z to support your, your, your kids, maybe more money. Um, and they don't really pay like a price tag for having children where women do. And so since Jadzia and I are, are both women, it's, it's like, we both have to pay that price as being seen as like a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually found that in, in the workplace, um, though something that's interesting is that being a mom as an identity, uh, trumps being queer as an identity. Hmm. I find that people identify me first as a mom and then like they like sort of secondarily is queer. Um, I think mom is just such a powerful thing in our society. Like you're a mom is such like a big, powerful consuming label that it eats everything beneath it and um I can see how women pay the price for that in the workplace like maybe you can't handle this because you're a mom um you need to go home early because you're a mom you're not going to want to make the work trip because you're a mom Mm. uh so I I think and and being both moms I think we're both we both sort of hit that um there's also assumptions about like the assumption if Jedzy is not with me you know, the, or if I'm not with Jadzia, the assumption is that there's a, a man somewhere in the picture. Mm. Um, so that's, that's something like we have to correct people about. So I'd say generally people are pretty chill about that and we don't have to do it as often because, and I would advise this for any queer person who's thinking about starting a family is to make a lot of connections with other queer families. Um, because that, that network is so helpful and, and puts you in like a really comfortable place. And one thing I really love about living in West Philly, for example, is that there are a lot of queer parents here. And for my daughter, um, it's really normal to be around two moms or two dads. It's unremarkable to have a trans parent. It's unremarkable to have two moms where I think if we lived somewhere else, we would probably be the gay moms that people mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome that you are able to find that network, though, especially with, like, the um, organization that 
or club. I don't. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah, it's a not. It's a nonprofit, <laughs> and and in fact, they took. Um, they had a court case that went to the Supreme Ooh. Court about wow. the the right to adopt and and foster children for queer people. So Hell yeah, yeah, they're pretty badass. I would just say, yeah, super that's cool. amazing. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so, what is something that you would like to tell cishet people for the very last time, and then you never have to hear mm. it again? A bisexual woman who is married to a man is still bisexual. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> and and I know I'm singling out like like a woman here, but I think that I have seen the most when bisexual women are married to men that their their identity is erased. Mm-hmm. There is something I'd like to say to like um queer people who are in cishet relationships who feel like they can't take the label as queer. And that is like, you can, you can, Mm -hmm. you can, even if you're with your partner forever, you can, you can, I promise it's okay. You can be bi, you can be pan, you can be queer. You belong here. You have every right to be here. I love you. Come out. And, um, there's this like worry that I've heard people say, we're like, I worry I'd hurt the queer community if I came out as queer since I'm in um, a het relationship or a het appearing relationship. And I just like, I want to say like, you're not going to hurt the queer community by coming out. Like you are not, you are not. Yeah. Um, I, I am not a woman, so I can't speak to that. But like back when I was mistaken for a woman, Mm-hmm. more than I am now. Um, <laughs> like, people will be like, oh, you're bi, but with you're with a guy. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain to you that men is one of the genders that I am attracted <laughs> to. <laughs> like, yes, man is a gender. <laughs> I am indeed yeah. attracted to more than one gender, and one of those genders <laughs> is man. It's like this assumption that like if a if a bisexual woman marries a man, like the bisexuality just like wears off over time. And, like it sloughs off in the shower. I don't know. And you mentioned like singling them out, but I do think it's it's the sort of like opposite ends of a spectrum where if like a bi woman marries mm-hmm. a man, everyone's like, Well, she's not bi anymore. If a bi right. man marries a woman, everyone instead of ignoring his identity hyper focuses and, and just like oh no mm-hmm. is she okay because she's married to a gay guy like yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's secretly actually gay yeah yeah everyone yeah. wants to assume that everybody uh, is attracted to men because they want that to be the default <laughs> won't someone please think of the men <laughs> <laughs> oh I was trying to think about, like, what is everyone attracted to? Recently, there's been this strawberry dress that's been going around on Instagram. <laughs> feels like a lot of people are attracted to that. I mean, and, the, uh, I, I completely forget the celebrity's name who first wore it in, like, January on some red com- mm-hmm. carpet. and But, like, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like it works for everyone. <laughs> I don't like, find I don't feel myself inclined to wear it, but I just want everyone in my life to give it a twirl. <laughs> <laughs> I 
funny to make a list of things that everyone is like probably attracted to, mm. like the beach. Mm. <laughs> a cool glass of water. Oh, yes. See, see, you know what? Just like for for all of the pe- for all of the like cishet allies who like are just allies yeah. and they want to be the A in mm-hmm. LGBTQIA so badly. Yeah. You know what? The time has come to promote hydration. Just say that everyone is attracted to water and they can accept that and then drink some water. I like it. Hydrate or digerate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is good. This is good. I feel like we're solving a lot of problems today. It'll be the new got milk. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe it's just because it's a really hot day today. Uh, mm. it's like, the it's summer thing. is mm. unrelenting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, the big yellow face in the sky. Mm-mm. Don't like her. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, hiding in a dark room. That's my brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, JR, what is on your gay agenda? Ooh. Ooh. My gay agenda. Um, I was thinking about this, um, because I have like lots of mm. agendas, um, oh, sure. lots of side quests, right. uh, there's the main quest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my gay agenda is and has been through my life to make, um, to make things easier for people who come after me. So to make it easier for folks to be um, queer, uh, to come out as queer in high school, to come out as queer in middle school, to um, come out as queer when they're 54. Like m- my life has, has been to meet people and to be an out queer person um, where they come away from that interaction thinking and feeling, well, that was all right. And then like, <laughs> and, and then that well, was okay. Uh, and, and sometimes that means that I am the first queer person to have done X, Y, Z, to have had a conversation with somebody to, um, to represent in some circle that maybe doesn't get a lot of representation. And that does mean coming out a lot, um, being vocal often and my hope is that if, if I'm that person, I can sort of, I can, you know, work that trail, widen that trail so that other people have an easier time walking down it. And um, I think that's why I can't come out a lot uh, is because I know for some people, I'm going to be their first exposure to a bisexual person or a bisexual mom mm-hmm. or somebody who's out in the workplace or just where, wherever I am. And I think every interaction that a person has with a queer person that's like casual and normal makes things easier for people later. I love that. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Lovely. It's big dad big energy. Dad energy. <laughs> I was gonna say. my big dad energy. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that's why I always try to be like more insistent about 
uh, they them pronouns. Like even mm-hmm. in like I work in customer service, I interact with people who I'm never gonna interact with ever again. But like I still correct people on my pronouns because like the same thing as you said, I might be the very first person mm-hmm. that they've mm-hmm. met who does that, and then the next time they hear about it, maybe from like their niece or something, like yeah that it'll it'll be just just that slightly mm-hmm. easier mm-hmm. yep I think that's true I think that's absolutely true I had a friend who told me a story about how she sort of moved along the process of like uh accepting herself as a queer person and she said you know it took many interactions with many different people who patiently kindly had to tell me almost the same thing mm. for me to come around to that. And I think, I think that's true. I think, you know, people don't change all at once. It's like you, you sort of like, you could just be, they might not change in that moment when they have an interaction with you, mm-hmm. but like maybe the next time or the time after, and it's just a stepping mm-hmm. stone. So yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. We want to get into the game. Ah. Uh. Let's get into yes, this game. Yes, hello. Take us away, Jay. It's me, your camp counselor, Jay. And today's game is a little trivia quiz that I call Queer Queechers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do you do um, some really cool fantasy photo shoots, as you mentioned? <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun to do a little a little trivia game about, like, Okay. Fantasy mythological creatures. Um, I love so it. I picked a few that line up with letters in the the queer acronym LGBTQ IA plus. You know those. Yeah, you know the the alphabet soup. Um, so I have a few animals here, uh, creatures, and each creature's name starts with one of the letters in the acronym. Um, nice. So you would say. Queer, and then the creature's name. Queer creatures. Oh, good. All right. Are you ready for the first okay. one? Okay. I am. These homosexual monsters harken back to fey lore, but have recently made more of a home for themselves as the go-to creatures to throw at new D&D parties. Hmm. 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 I mean, I was going to say just an orb, but that's not enough. <laughs> that's a gender field. Are you a guy or a girl? No, I'm a uh, A lemur. Uh, <laughs> you can also call in CJ as a lifeline, or I can give you a bonus hint. Which I'm forced to come Ooh. up with on the spot, which is a fun challenge for me. <laughs> I'm going to call in CJ as a lifeline. Okay, so Jay, if I'm understanding the uh, conceit of the mm-hmm. game, uh, it's going to be like uh, the letters are the same. Yes, yeah. alliterative. Mm-hmm. Is it is it gay goblins? It is gay goblins. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Woo! One down. Okay. A few more to go. <laughs> I won't tell you how many. Because of the adventure zone. (laughs) Next. (laughs) This famous sapphic cryptid hates getting her photo taken. Maybe someday she'll leave her lake and swim all the way to the Isle of Lesbos. 
Oh no. Uh uh Oh geez. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I mean Siren is not in <laughs> I keep thinking of creatures that aren't in the <laughs> She's Siren could swim. It's not not a mermaid. Okay, this one's tricky because uh, it is a cryptid. Which is less fantasy. But I just really More. love cryptids. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Abominable snowman would not <laughs> swim. Mothman not right out. <laughs> Mothman, a queer icon, not the answer to this question. Queer icon. Yes, yes. Bigfoot. Yes. Bigfoot's not going to swim either. Let's just be real. Um, can you give me another hint? Uh, she is a Scottish celebrity and one of the very... <gasps> biggest cryptids i've heard of oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> we did find one picture uh, of her it turned out to be fake somebody just floated a <laughs> sculpture in a lake <laughs> you know like you do yeah. uh the the loch ness monster yes. <laughs> lesbian loch ness lesbian loch ness monster <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right two for two we keep rolling oh, no. all right <laughs> no it's that <laughs> these scandinavian monsters come in all shapes and sizes and for the conceit of this game these particular ones do not identify as the gender they were assigned at birth they dwell in the mountains and according to different tales they can be um, indifferent to humans but unhelpful outright vicious or turn to stone in sunlight also known for being real assholes on the internet Uh, I guess T for trolls? Yes. Yeah. Trans trolls, which is a mood for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Speaking of Uh, moods, these Irish apparitions have a morbid reputation. Their hobbies include being attracted to two or more genders and screaming. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Bisexual banshees. What's up? All right. So we had LGBT, uh, and then I'm going to have the plus. I'm going to take the plus from our acronym for a bonus uh, monster. Love it. The plus here is for a notoriously gay and iconic monster in many, many movies because their food of choice comes in flavors, positive or negative. Oh, that's got to be our man Dracula. Yeah. Vampires in general, but Dracula... I Vampires s- I in general. general. <laughs> Dracula yeah. is yeah. correct. <laughs> and as you established on this show, I think, it's can- this is show canon. This is what a fan I am. Show canon, Dracula's <laughs> yes. gay. Yes. Show canon. It's accurate. Show canon. Definitely show canon. <laughs> and like, I would argue even the book canon. I, it's, it's a gay book. <laughs> I had an emotional reaction to that when Josh Hitchens said those words. I was like, I think Dracula bi. And then I thought about it, and it's like three days later, I'm like, no. I, Damn it, he's right, Dracula <laughs> gay. Damn I, it. I knew the second that we broached the, the entire conversation, he would roll in with the receipts, and I, I was not wrong. <laughs> yes. Hey, do not tag him on this podcast, and then you'll see if he's a true fan. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> This is now a test. (laughs) Josh, if you've been listening, the code word is pineapple. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like he's a sleeper agent? <laughs> no, just to prove he's listened. Oh, um, I'm just gonna get I'm gonna get a message like four weeks later that's just gonna yeah. be pineapple and I'm gonna be like, what the fuck are you even? Uh, <laughs> what's happening? What the here? fuck are you that's talking That's why it's the gift that keeps on giving for me. Oh. <laughs> Send help. Oh gosh. Oh boy. You right. aced queer creatures. Congratulations. Yes! Yay! Thank you. This is fun. Thank you. Everyone should try to be on this show. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It's just loads of fun. Uh, thank you for being on the show, JR. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes. I would like the listeners of your show to check out D&D Dads, an advice show where two dads answer questions about role-playing games um, and where I'm one of the dads. I'd say the show is uh, pretty queer, pretty friendly, and extremely wholesome. <laughs> Amazing. Wholesome in the extreme. If you're just like, I just need a pure, like, dose of wholesome right now. I can't, I don't want to listen to anything that might, you know, get to me. We're here. We are here. It's just all wholesome the whole way down. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you want to tweet at me more gay creatures and how queer they are, well, like, is the unseely or seely fairy courts, which one of them is gayer? Uh, find me on Twitter and tell me at underscore glitter goblin underscore. Yes. And you can find my gay agenda on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I don't know, probably everywhere else. <laughs> um, while you're there, why not uh, give us a rating, leave a comment, uh, follow us on Spotify. That's a really good way to see when we've got new episodes. Um, Another good way to find if we have new episodes is following us on Facebook or Twitter. Um, Our Twitter handle is at GayAgendaCast. And if you want to just, if if you just can't get enough of Jay and I doing whatever it is that we do. I can't. I need it. (laughs) Then go visit our Patreon where we release exclusive bonus content like uh, at time of recording today. I released an episode of the podcast I do with my partner where we watch a uh, nostalgic movie that one or both of us missed out on, and I made him watch High School Musical with me, and (laughs) it was very good. (laughs) And we discovered the true villain of High School Musical. So, uh, that's patreon.com slash mygayagenda. And that really helps us out with uh, all, like, you know, running the podcast and also being able to provide stipends for our guests, which is an initiative that we've taken up recently. Mm. Important. Oh, also, uh, Rachel, Bob to the Top Higgins, <laughs> and Tiny Sneal, our Patreon supporters. Thank you Love very much. Love them both. All right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Change the world. Love yourself. Uh, and go out there with some big dad energy today. As long as you're Woo! wearing a mask. Big dad energy with a mask. <laughs> Please, over your nose. Over over your nose. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist.